Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to podcast 13 of Extreme PC UK. Today is Thursday the 1st of October and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today coming up on the show we've got Bridge Project, Project Cars, Blacklight Retribution, Assassin's Creed, Unity, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter and a massive giveaway for a game later on but you have to keep listening and today on the show we have... Hi I'm Glenn, uh, my Steam name is Dookie237. Hello and I'm Hans, my Steam name is Megal from Hell. Cool, cool. Are you guys all good? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm He's ready to good. go. He's ready to go. You're all fresh. So we broke I'm them in fresh. last week. Now they're all fresh and ready for you. Hopefully. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right, first off, for the news, I just wanted to start with, we've been talking about a game called Empyrean. And it's a game that the guys were nice enough to give us some keys to do a review for them. But we found that the game, we wanted to wait and hold back until the dedicated servers come out so that we could all play together. Because it's more of a multi... It's a bit like a Minecrafty sort of game where... Um, You've got an open world, you build things, you go out into other planets and the community get involved. But at the moment, you're limited to, to people playing on one planet. If one of them leaves, they all have to leave. So we've sort of held off for a little while and we've been keeping track of what's been going on there. And they've brought out a new, a new download, they've brought out a, a new patch and that. And sadly, it's not the servers yet, so we won't be playing it yet, boys. So we still have to wait. But they do say that they're working on the dedicated server. It's the next thing to come out, so it should be not very long. But uh, the massive update they've just brought down, it's got new NPCs that actually shoot back at you. I don't think you two have played the game yet, have you? No, I haven't, no. Not me neither. You missing out? That game's a really, really good game, man. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm like proper, like sitting here just really waiting. It's like a Fallout 4 moment, you know? I'm that excited for this game. Fallout 4... Well, I've already played the game, so I know how good the game is, but you're limited at the moment, you know? But when this game comes out, you're not going to be limited anymore, and you're going to be able to do all sorts of stuff. It's a game where you build buildings and bases and upgrade them and do loads of stuff, and then, but you can also build hover ships, spaceships, and then you can go out into space, fly off the planet, and you can actually build a mothership. The other spaceships land inside, and it's like Minecraft. It's all out of different shaped blocks, so you're, you're limitless to, to what you can build. You can build a Death Star if you want. And you can actually fly around. You can, seriously, it's got like a, a procedural generated universe. So planets pop up the further you go. So say I'm playing and I go on one planet. You can go on another planet and build your base and a spaceship. And we can have space battles. And <laughs> cool. it, is, it looks really, really good. But at the moment, you, like I said, you have to be on the same planet until this uh, dedicated server comes out. But they've, yeah, they've brought out new NPCs that shoot back at you. So if you... Like, you go around and you can find, like, secret bases and stuff. And that's another part of the new the new update. It's got places of interest which have been put in by the community. So people playing the game on their own have built these massive constructions of buildings and that. And the actual devs have put their buildings into the game. And so there's a lot more places to, to look for now. They've put a couple of new cockpits in at, for the spaceships. And loads and loads of bug fixes have been put out. But yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody in the community that, that that game is coming on really, really well. And we haven't forgotten about it. We still definitely are going to do a massive review on that. You know, it's going to be a really, really good game. And it's something that we're really, really looking forward to. But we'll keep you updated. And when the servers come out, the, the, the dedicated servers, we'll have an Extreme PC UK one if possible. And you can all get involved on that server with us. But cool. yeah, that's, that's my news for today. Hans, what news have you got today? Well, the news I have actually... <laughs> is that NVIDIA is going to release a new GPU in this generation, the Maxwell generation, which okay. I find particularly odd because Pascal is just around the corner for 2016 quarter one, I think. And rumors are going about it would be a dual GPU, like um, the Titan Z from like, what, a year and a half back? The really expensive Titan Z. 
Yeah, the three thousand dollar Titan Z that, that no one almost bought. no one bought. Indeed, <laughs> I think this is a bit weird as to why would they release another card on the Maxwell generation when Pascal is just around the corner. I don't really get why they would do that. To be honest, I don't really have an answer for you. When I looked into it, the only reason I could see was that they got a lot of them chips about maybe to use up the chips old stock, you know. But I don't know if the boards are already made. I don't know how really how it works with, with the graphics yeah, cards. Yeah, me neither. But that's the whole strange thing about it, in my opinion. Because if they make, like, say, a dual GPU based on the 980 Ti, so a dual 980 Ti, you basically have the Titan Z all over again, just with a faster chip. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of a boost. But to be honest, who's going to buy that? For the price, it's going to be really expensive. That was my expensive. next question, yeah. It's Who is going to buy this one, especially with Pascal just around the corner? That's actually a bit of a speculation. I'm going into and researching the internet at the moment. Um, I'm really interested in this one. If yeah, anybody see... at all out there has any answers for me, please, please mail them to ExtremePCUK. Yeah, at gmail.com. At um, gmail.com. I looked indeed. at uh, the, the comments on an article, and basically there's a lot of anger in their messages about it. Everybody is saying how out of order it is to bring out one that's so close. Yet again, it's like it's like they've already upset their customers, like you yourself. You've got the Titan, Z, uh, the Titan X, haven't you? Yes. And already they've upset you by bringing out the 980 Ti so close and such a big price drop. And now they're going to pretty much do the same thing again. They're going to bring yep. out a bigger it... card. Only difference, bigger price tag. It's going to be like a flagship. Yeah, the only thing that annoys me about this whole situation is that they're doing it on the Maxwell technology. Yeah, so it's going to be gonna old be technology. Like obsolete in like six months, maybe from now. I mean, absolute maybe being, being a huge word, of course, it's it's maybe it's just, long life left in it, but still. Yeah, maybe it might be for the the, the people that can't afford the actual new flagship card that's going to come out in in January or or whenever it is in the new year. You know, that will drop down in price. Maybe that's to get a new yeah, card. Maybe. For, but NVIDIA did state that um, the first Pascal cards are not going to be more powerful than the TI or the Titan. Oh, yeah, because they do it sort of backwards, don't they? They start with the yeah. lower-end cards and work their way up. Indeed. So at, at some point, we're going to get a new Titan and a new TI of that series. Yeah, see, the way I work with my graphics card is I've got the 980 Ti because that was the, the biggest one for the best price at the time. Indeed. What I do is when the new one comes out, I will immediately sell mine still get a decent price for it, put an extra couple of hundred pounds on and get the next one out when the next one better than mine is out. I don't know if you do the same thing. No, I do it vice versa, so to speak. I actually skip a generation almost every time. I buy the, the high-end graphics card of set generation. I skip one generation and move on to the next one. That's what I mostly do. Do you find it costs time... you a lot of money, though, to do it that way? Because you've always got a big jump to fill the gap. Mm, yes and no, because um, mostly I'm good for about two or three years. Yeah, well, when did I get mine? I can't remember when I got mine now. I got it when I bought mine before the 980 Ti came out in England. I had it two weeks beforehand, but I can't remember what the date of that was now. But it doesn't doesn't feel that long ago. It still it still feels really new to me. Put it that way. It's still a pretty <laughs> new card, eh? And yeah. again, I said it before, it's the best um, card money can buy at the moment, money yeah. performance wise. Like the Titan is like what two percent faster. So that's not really worth the 300 euros yeah. extra. I can't. I don't know how much the price difference is over here, but I know it's a couple of hundred pounds. Yeah, well, that, that's what I meant uh, now for the new flagship card that's coming out, dual yeah. GPU, which is probably going to have all the same problems that SLI sometimes have. Yeah, I was about because, to say that. Yeah, you know, because um, 
if you have SLI, a lot of people use SLI, I use SLI. Some games just blindly don't support SLI. Yeah, and you get a lot and... of issues with flickering and all that sort of Yeah, indeed. I'm not against happening. SLI, don't get me wrong here, people. I like SLI configurations. But they have some problems. And that card, if it's a dual GPU, it's going to have the same problems as a um, SLI configuration. Yeah. To be honest, you know, with the SLI and the Crossfire... I've had the R9290s in Crossfire, and I had major, major problems with them. I always had issues with every game, especially indie games that weren't optimized for them. I just had to keep switching one card off all the time. But to be honest, with the NVIDIA cards, I find they're a lot smoother with the, with the uh, SLI. You know, they, yeah, they, they it's work true. a they whole, are, a whole they lot are more better. Smoother. That's that's correct. But some games just don't support SLI, and yeah. if you have like a dual GPU, then you actually are gimping your own card. Yeah, it's upsetting when that happens. Yeah, that's why I'm a bit skeptic about this dual <laughs> GPU coming out. Now, I just wonder why Why would NVIDIA do this besides for the money? Yeah, well, that's it. You just answered your own question. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's got any information on that, yeah, feel free to enlighten us. We don't actually know why they're going to do it. And there's a lot of, uh, lot of speculation on the internet about why they, they are going to do this. But, yeah. you know, Keep an eye out, out there, on the forums. Someone out there might have a valid reason. The only reason I could come up with is uh, maybe there's a lot of their spare chips they've overmade or saying, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be, but... <laughs> there's a warehouse full of them sitting somewhere. Like, we need to get shipped all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I need to find that warehouse quickly. <laughs> Let's make this stuff expensive again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, any more news for you? Yes, a uh, small bit of news. There is a website out there that actually uh, tracks Steam sales. Okay. SteamDatabase.info. SteamDatabase.info. Yeah, SteamDB.info. They what does it do? It, it just, just keep... it keep, Yeah, it keeps track of all sales on Steam. Every game that is on Steam that's on sale is on that website. It's purely for Steam people, not for third-party websites. It's just what's in the Steam store on sale. It's on there. So you can check everything about it. But can't you just check that on Steam? Sorry? Surely them games are all just on Steam though as well, isn't it? What's the difference with this site to Steam? Uh, well, this site has one big overlay, so you can actually scroll down and go to all the sales you got. Oh, right. weekly so you sales, don't have to check your promotions. Different... No, you don't have to check. Uh, you don't have to type in the name, so to speak, or whatever. How do you want to do it? It's just all the games that are on sale on one list. You got the week-long deals. You have the daily deals, the special promotions. They're all in set categories. So oh. if anybody wants Steam sales, go check that one out. Yeah, SteamDB.info. When I'm on Steam, I always check the sales and I end up going, oh, cheapest price, highest rating, and then I keep scrolling through and then I go back to the next one and I scroll through. So this, this website just lists everything there. You yep, can have what all you want. So you don't have to go sifting through different games. Yeah, I think they, they uh, check uh, Steam daily, so to speak. Yeah, sounds cool. I'll have to check that out because I've not been on there yep. yet. Do they put all the games into genres as well? No. It's just the daily deals, the midweek mad madness, the weekend deals, franchise deals, and, and just goes okay. on promotions, etc., etc. Et yeah, complete list of everything on sale on Steam, and how cool. long the sale lasts, and the rating, etc., etc. That is cool. cool, cool. Glenn, any any news for you? Yeah, well, last week I was reviewing Dirt Rally, and um, as of yesterday, they've added a new update. It's a free update. There's now twelve new tracks. All Rare to see that Finland. free update. What's that? Sorry rare to see a free update <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so make the most of it <laughs> so what's it uh, what's it entail this free update they've got well there's 12 new stages all set in finland so i haven't actually played it myself as of yet but uh being finland no doubt it's going to be all snow and ice tracks i've also included two new cars you've got a super impreza and a 
Ford Focus RS. That's all been included into a new car category, which is the 2000s vehicle. You've already got the 70s, 80s, 90s cars. This is now the 2000s cars. What, like as in a year 2000? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the cars are put into different categories of age sort of thing. All right. They, they've now included the 2000s cars. They've also added... Now invite your friends to play uh, a PvP racing. So you can, PvP uh, racing? Yeah, you, you could just race your friends and compare times. Is it just a time oh, see, or did yeah, it get okay. a ghost in game? Do you know? So I haven't tried it yet. It's just that sounds quite fun. Something that I've just read up on. Reminds you of the old uh, Gran Turismo days when you're trying to race your own ghost all the time. Yeah, to try yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> it's, it's going to be similar to that. They had the uh, the ghost car on other. Um, Dirt Rally games, so uh, chances are it'd be the same thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, they fixed a few bugs, and uh, they've reworked all the handling on all the cars as well, so I don't know. I quite liked the way the handling was. I don't know exactly oh, what they've done, done so uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, back here next week going, out. I don't, don't like it anymore. That's it. <laughs> I was really good at it before, and now I'm crap. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, so uh, that's the Finland pack, and that's free for Dirt Rally. Is that all? Anything else? Uh, no, that's it, mate. That's it, is it? And that's no, all of our it. news. The other, only one other bit of news I wanted to say out to people was, which I forgot about, was I put a message out over our Steam group about the Humble Bundle. And we've been playing this Humble Bundle. All of us have got it. And you can pay as little as £6.81 in the UK. And it works out to about £120 for game. So if you want to get some cheap games, check out Humble Bundle 15. Just type it into Google. It'll come up and... Uh, yeah, you can pay what you want for the games, but like we paid the minimum of ten dollars to get to yeah, get the games it. we got. Yes, and I recommend that bundle if you're a bit into indie games. That was a good yeah, bundle, definitely. wasn't it? I ain't yes. got the list of games here in front of me. I know there was Sir. Are you? I can't remember the names of them to be off the top of my head. <laughs> I just thought of it off the top of my head then and thought, oh, I'll just mention it to all you guys because it was a really, really good sale. You know, it was really cheap. You know, and it all goes to charity, which is even better. So. And if, you, if you've ever bought off the Humble Bundle, you can move the sliders around to who it goes to, whether it's the devs, the charity, you know, which is really, really good because you can choose all charity if you want. Yes, I, I use much. Humble Bundle a lot, especially for indie games. Some of these developers really deserve the money. Yeah. Well, if they're giving the games for free, you know, so yes. if, you don't put, if you don't put the slider up for uh, a little bit to the devs, then you'll find that people won't put the games out in the future. So, you know, try and even it out. That's yeah, I think lot. some That's... indie games are better than the full price games, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I find that with a lot of games. Do you know what I find? Games that are movies are always crap. Yeah. Because they run off the back of the film, and you could get a one guy who's made, like, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you can find, I'm sure, one guy that's made a game, spent all of his time and effort into it, and that game's just amazing, and it's because his heart and soul is in that game. That's it, you know, yeah. Rather definitely. than just being paid to make it like a film. More of a hobby than a, a career. Yeah, you know, he loves what he's doing. <laughs> That's which is, it. Which is what we like. But yeah, right, anyway, on to the games. First of all, I've been playing a game which you probably wouldn't expect me to play so much, but I was totally, totally addicted for a few days. <laughs> and I am sorry, I am so sorry for this one. It's your fault because I played it off your account. <laughs> and it's called Bridge Project. <laughs> Now, you're all thinking, Bridge Project, that sounds boring, but it's not. It's actually very addictive. And if you've got a brain like mine where you're constantly trying to work things out, this game will just eat you alive. You know, I've had everybody in the community saying, are you going to play this? Are you going to play that today? Are you getting on this today? We're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, I'll get on for a little while. 
and then I've sort of snuck back to Bridge Project. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I've, I've you seen, seen people play it on YouTube before. It, it does look quite good. It's uh, the most uh, basic uh, of games, man. It's got a lot of physics behind it, I suppose, but at the end of the day, it's just a very straightforward game. gives you straightforward answers, and it's as addictive as anything. So this, this game, Bridge Project, you need to do missions then? You're a contractor or...? Pretty much all it is, is you... First of all, you get into the game and it gives you four settings. Now you can do like rural, city, canyons, or there's another, another section which is just random. What happens is you click on the one you want, which you like the background of, say it's a canyon, and then you get a picture of like a, a cut across. Imagine like cutting an apple in half. It's like that. You get total cross section of, of this canyon looking down the valley sort of thing. Now... What it'll have is, it will have a couple of markers on the sides where the bridge should be, and then there's no bridge. So you've got to build the bridge. Now, in the lo lower stages, you get different materials. So in the lower stages, you just get like wood, and you get iron and steel. And then as you go up through the levels, you get like suspension cables, um, you get actual cables to run off the suspension part, and you get pistons. That's all I came across so far, and I'm pretty much halfway through the game. Now, you start off with this empty bridge and you can, there's like a grid. Imagine like, remember when you were at school and you had like maths and they gave you that book and it had all the squares all over, like the graph paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got an overlay of graph paper over the whole screen. Now, I first had to turn it down because all I could see was the, the green graph paper. It was so bright. So I turned <laughs> that right down because it was just conflicting with the picture. I don't know if it was just my googly eyes or if it was the game. But, but the graphics are really, really good. But I turned down this like graph paper and then I was addicted and totally stuck into this game. Now, you have to build the bridge however you want. So the first you do, say it's got five squares across, you put five pieces of road in with wood. So you've got like a road going across your bridge. Now, at any point in time, you can click play and it will do a test of that bridge. Now, say I just put the bridge right the way across and press play to test it. It would just crumble and fall into the river, you know. So you've got to make all the structure underneath the bridge, over the bridge, around the bridge, however you feel. You've got the whole screen to do what you want with to make this bridge. So I might make it, and then Glenn, you might make it, but make it totally different. Yeah. And they might both be exactly the same strength. But then again, yours might be crap, mine might be crap. So there's actually a lot of planning going on then. Well, you find yourself... I got into the... Early on in the game, I decided, right, I'm going to start basic. So I did my road every time, and... I thought I'd build a bit under the bridge coming out from an arch there, a bit coming under the bridge from the right-hand side, arch there, and then I'd test it, crumble into the water from the middle. So I'd be like, oh, I need to strengthen the middle. So then I'd put another cross members underneath the middle, do it, it would fall into the river. So I'm thinking, ah, oh, why is this not working? So then <laughs> after, <laughs> and you do, you're sitting looking at the screen just going, what am I missing out? Something's wrong, I'm missing something. So then I thought, hold on a minute. There's two markers on the main road at the top of the bridge and not in the canyon. So then I sort of think, right, what if I build two bases along the road and then down into the canyon? And this is the sort of stuff that you come across and you keep messing it up. You mess it up loads of times and then it's just trial and error constantly. But you get so wrapped up in the game that you just can't focus on anything else and it eats you alive that you have to finish the level. And do you know what? I normally go to bed about one o'clock in the morning, but I've been late for work in the morning every single day that I've played this game. <laughs> yeah, it's one been... of those addictive thingies. 
Yeah, people that have been on the computer with me are saying, you're still on here. I'm saying, yeah, don't talk to me. I'm trying to build this bridge. I've only got 10 minutes. I've got to go to bed. And then I'm like, an hour later, he said, you're still on the game. I'm like, I know. I need to go to bed now. My missus is shouting at me and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the game, you've got like all these different construction materials. And then what happens? Say I've built my bridge. I'm finally happy with it. And I press the test button. It will then test the weight of the bridge. First of all, it will give it a couple of seconds and it will see if the bridge crumbles or if the bridge is still standing. If it's solid, down the bottom left hand of the screen, it's got um, how many like connection points your bridge has got. So say out of all my beams, I've got 300 connections, like points that are welded together. It shows you then how many are there and then it shows you how many are broken. Now, as soon as you press the play button to test your bridge, it will go, if you've got a crap bridge, which probably did pretty much a lot of the time, it will go one, two, four, six, eight. And it will say, and then it will stop and it'll go, you've got eight broken beams, but your bridge still looks solid. Then what it does, it fires a load of tests at it. Now, the tests are, you've got cars going across, like, and it says the cars are one ton, there'll be five cars going across or three cars going across. Then you get buses and it will say the buses are 12 tons and you get three of them going across. Then you get tanks. And I think <laughs> the tanks are like 25 tons each and you get like a couple of them going across. Um, and then on other levels, you get the ultimate one is the steam train. And the steam train then has how many carriages at the same time? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so you get these things go across as well, all for tests. Now, on top of that, some of the levels don't have cars and buses and all that. They have earthquakes and storms. So they shake your bridge around. So if it's a suspension bridge, it might have a storm blown at it. And obviously, being a suspension bridge, it wobbles all over the place. Yeah. And, and what happens is, it's like a real simulation. So if a bus goes over... And you see down the bottom left of the screen it going four breakages, five breakages in real time as it's going over. What happens is if the bridge decides to break, all the buses and cars go tumbling into the, the canyon and then <laughs> you have to start again. And you think, oh, which bits, that bit's weak, I'll rebuild that part. And you just find yourself going from level to level to level. You just can't stop. And, and is there an ending actually to the leveling? I don't know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, no, sorry, there is. I'll tell a lie. The first level I'd done, the randoms, I got through, I think it was 12 levels, and then it gave me a gold trophy for that section. Now, I really wanted to, by, the, by before the podcast, I wanted to get all four sections finished so I could complete the game. But then, when I came back the second day to play it, and mind you, I played this for a few hours the first day. The second day I came back to play it, I was all excited for it. You know when you've got a game and you think, oh, I really want to play that tonight? Yeah. And even though it's just Bridge Project, I really, really I genuinely wanted to play it. I got on and I got to a different level. And this was the canyons level. They seem so much harder because you're building in canyons. So you're trying to build up the walls of the canyon before actually putting the bridge on top. So if you imagine in your head, you've got the road and then you've got a whole bridge on top going over each side of the road. But then down the hole, you're trying to build walls against the sides and mm. then like sort of level it out across the middle. And I got to one level and I, I just can't do it. If any of you play this game, I can give you the level and you can try and do it and prove me wrong. But I just, it's mind-boggling, man. That is one of those games I'm probably going to freak out if I play it. It just, gets, it just gets to the point, though, where you start looking at the clock. And, yeah, you really enjoy it at first. And you're like... Yes, five more minutes. Oh, yeah, ten minutes on that level done. Oh, ten minutes on that level done. Ten minutes on that level done. Three hours. I'm like, ah, it keeps collapsing. I'm going to Matt uh... on, the, on the stream. I can't take this anymore. And I'm like, yes, 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 it's going, it's going, it's going. Ah, oh, the, tra the train's gone through the bridge. <laughs> First world problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really, really, really good game, you know. So are, when... you, are you limited to a budget or any sort of yeah, set amount of materials or anything? At the beginning, 
so you can have competitions with your friends because obviously multiplayer you can't see each other's bridges and stuff like that but what you can do every time you finish a bridge and whilst you're building the bridge it shows you the budget you've got the amount of materials you've got for each like wood and stuff because you've got limited amounts to use you haven't just got unlimited amounts yeah you've got a limited amount of wood limited amount of metal and you so sometimes you're building the bridge you have a really good idea but then you run out of like four beams you've got to all over again you, yeah you're like <laughs> I, I can't do this i've got to start again he says it's yeah. not enough and and that's another section to it which makes you really really use your brain so but, do you have any idea how the multiplayer works then no but i don't know if there is a multiplayer but what there is you can get custom maps and basically when you do a custom map i can build a custom map and a custom setup for a bridge and then i think other people can play it but what i was getting onto beforehand was when you finish a bridge and you it all cheers and it goes yeah like you've gone you, the bridge is stable the cars have gone across the bridge is finished that's it what it does is it comes up with a record of achievement for that bridge so it gives you the total cost it costs you to do it the total weight the structure total the level score and a total score also, it gives you a highest record for the cheapest bridge. So you can always go back and you can try and do that for a cheaper price. So like you can take beams off here and there and see if it doesn't need them and save a bit of money here and there. So say me and you was doing the same level, I could just go to you. I wouldn't even have to connect my computer to yours. I could just go to you, right, in level four on the randoms, I got this amount of points and I've done it for this much. My total cost was this much. And you could be on the other end of TeamSpeak or anything going all right, I'm going to try and beat that. You know, it's not even linked. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can link it or not because obviously I played it on my own. But it has got like that that much like scope to after. When you get when you finish the bridge, it gives you a lot of details about that bridge. So you can always go back and the replayability is there. Honestly, I won't go back and replay the, the ones I've done. But if you really wanted to, you could go back and try and beat your own scores. You know, oh, even yes. find out probably <laughs> on their website the highest ever on that level. I'm sure they've got it somewhere. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, apart from that, it's really good. It's got lots of cameras you can watch from. You can watch from all different camera angles and you can really slow down, speed up how, how the bridge is crumbling and stuff like that. But yeah, that game, it's uh, fifteen ninety nine on Steam. And, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, I wouldn't pay fifteen ninety nine for a bridge game just building bridges. But it's got a demo. Try it out because you'll play the first five levels and then buy it. They get you know, hooked. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It really, really is a, a good game. I've played a lot of hours on it. I don't know how many. It's got to be a minimum of six to eight hours I've played on that game. And that was just a game that I picked up off your account. Has yes, just and to go... now I want to try it too. I was just curious to like go... Because <laughs> there's a few different bridge games out there. And I was just curious to be like, mm, looks quite challenging. I'm up for a go on that. And yeah, I just got hooked on it. And then two days went past. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. But yeah, yeah that's like Bridge, bridge Project. Flight. Check it out, guys, and let me know what you two think. Let me know out in, in the community what you think and, and stuff like that. You know, maybe we could even, if, if people get into it, we could get some, uh, like, scoreboards up on Steam. I'm up that. for it. Yeah, cool, definitely. You know? Right, yeah, the other game I've been playing, I didn't play this for too long. It was more of a test as well, because me and Hans have recently uh, helped each other out with our, our, our Steam games and that, and I played Project Cars. Now, this game's thirty nine ninety nine, which for me, because I'm quite tight, is normally quite expensive for me to buy a full game. Unless it's a Fallout 4 or something, I don't generally buy games that expensive on Steam. I don't know. You guys are the same, aren't you? Yeah, uh, same here. That's console price, that is. Yeah, I guess. A, you <laughs> there are a few exceptions section. to the rule, but still. <laughs> yeah, Fallout 4s. Yes, Fallout yeah, 4, Witcher, and all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I played Project Cars. Now, it was actually 
compared to other games, like I've played all of your other type, every car game you can think of I've played. And, you know, I actually started off really, really liking this car game. You go in, you've got a normal menu, just imagine it how you normally am. And the first thing you come across is it asks you, and to be honest, you know when you're playing a game, but you're not really going to get into it, you're just going to test it. You sort of brush through things, don't you? Yeah. And I sort of got into the menus. There's a lot of stuff going on on screen. I just wanted to get into the game. So I'd done career mode. And then it gave me an option of like five different type tiers of cars. Now, to be honest, I didn't take much interest in the five tiers of cars. I just wanted to start at the first one and then move on. I assumed I'd be able to jump from car to car playing like, you know, like your Gran Turismo and your yeah, Forza. It, yeah. I thought it was going to be like that, but it wasn't. What uh-huh. it actually was like, I jumped into the first, like the first tier thinking I'll just buy a car, I'll play it, and I'll buy another car in a minute, just get into some races. Yeah. And what I came across was I went to the first tier, which is the lowest tier, and I got into go-karting. <laughs> now, to be honest, when the go-karts first came up, I was a bit like, ooh, go-karts. I've seen go-kart games before, and I've not been interested. And uh, do you know what? These go-karts, th- this is fast-paced. Now, yeah. I can imagine Dirt Rally's fast-paced, but I can assure you this is probably more fast-paced. It was like like glued to the screen like and i played it on controller and my controller i'm pressing every single button i'm going mad like it's just, the cars are going so fast and because they're go-karts now this game i've heard before is very very simulation realistic driving you know the cars handle like they do in real life yes yeah, yeah. it's actually it's a crowdfunded project yeah, through kickstarter yeah and they actually base themselves on making the cars actually very very realistic to life didn't they yes they now, even got in touch with the constructors uh to get uh, the sound of the engines and technical data and stuff yeah yeah they did i didn't know that but anyway i got into this um and hands have you played it or not i have played it for roughly 15 minutes the reason i bought that game is because it's compatible with my racing wheel <laughs> and i really i really want to get into it but once again there's so many other stuff i'm playing but I'm going to get to it for sure, 100%. See, for you as well, it's even worse now, because now you've got into the community with us, you're just constantly playing games with us every time. Yes, yes. <laughs> My games list has expanded exponentially. That's exactly how it is. As soon as you get online, there's someone there. You're playing this? Yep. And you're playing it. I get so game good. invites constantly now. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to it. The, I got into the go-karts, and basically... They are so fast-paced, they were like real go-karts, and I actually found myself really, really enjoying it. Now, the way it works is it doesn't work like your Forzas, where you buy cars, do them up, upgrade them, paint them, and sell them. It's the other type of game. It's where you get a letter from a guy, because it's like a simulation. You get a a letter from a racing team, and I think there's three to start with, and they say, do you want to join up with us? Blah, 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 blah. And then you sign a signature, and you're part of their team. Now, you start at the bottom. So... You've got your, your, your main screen becomes a calendar of all the races. Now, I found myself just skipping to the next race constantly, not doing the trial race, just getting into it. Yeah. But, man, the racing, once you actually started racing, it's probably one of the first car games I've actually skipped all the, like, levelling up and car parts and setting the car up and gone straight into the racing. You know how normally you like to do the cars up and that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Definitely. But on this, I found I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to race the car. And now, I also think there is an option to be always online, so your racer are always against other players, if you want to. I didn't do that. I saw the option, but I didn't do that. I just played in single-player mode. Yeah, I would do the same, because I would probably get... Um, yeah. yeah, just to get used to it, you know? But what I found is, I played through the season, and as I, I completed the whole season with the go-karts. 
Now, at the end of the season, I came first in that season. And believe me, it wasn't easy. It was actually quite hard. That It was such touch and go all the way through. You know, the other cars on the track, they race the way you race. So if you're a person that decides to keep smashing into other cars and knocking them off at corners, they will start smashing into you, knocking you off at corners. And I found <laughs> this out quite quickly because I'm one of your guys where... Imagine you've got loads of chicanes going in a row. I will go straight down the middle and anything in my way is pushed off the track. <laughs> yeah, but don't you get a disqualification then in this game? You do. You, and... get, a, you get a time disqualification. Yes, it's, it's pretty... But I still came first. Ah, that's good. But uh, admittedly, I was, I, even though I was doing that, I was racing quite well. Um, I think a few people were watching my stream. But I just couldn't believe how fast-paced it was. I couldn't believe that I was physically keeping up with the game. It was that fast. You know, you know what a go-kart's like? You turn the steering wheel a little bit and the whole thing turns, it skids. And you actually get a real sense of when you're going, say you're doing a left on the track, you know you get the, the edge of the track's got like the little rubber um, sections yeah. on it. I can't remember the name for them. Yeah, but, the rumble uh, strips. Yeah, like them rumble strips. Now, if you clip that with the go-kart in the slightest, because you, you're trying to get the racing line to the closest to that line as you can, you've only got to just clip it and it's like a real go-kart. Your car bounces off the floor, spins round and you're out. <laughs> It takes you forever to get back to the front. It's not like it's not like Forza in the olden days where you just come straight back to the beginning again. You, you really have to work for it. And I, I've just genuinely really, really enjoyed driving that go-kart around the track. It, it was it's like being on a real go-kart, really. You know, the 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 sort of and I don't know if you lot was online with me going, Don't talk, don't talk, I'm trying to concentrate. And yes. It was, it was pretty much like that all the way through. It's pretty touch and go. But um yeah, that was the go-karting, and I went through the whole season, and then at the end of the season I thought they would ask me to go and work for another car. I could go back to the main menu, choose a different one. But it just gave me to formula, the next formula car in front of the go-kart, which honestly, at that point, I didn't really play it again. I just, I was be like, oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to go and buy another car or play another car. Yeah. At that point, I came out of the game, went into another section. Oh no, sorry, sorry, I tell a lie. They offered me a random race where I can choose one of like six supercars and I can do a race in it. And this is at the point where I changed my mind about the game and I was a bit like a bit not sure. I've done the go-karts, really, really good, really, really fast-paced, really, really enjoyed racing the go-karts. It was good fun. And I was loving the game up to that point. When I got to this, I chose the R8. And you all know what an R8, Audi R8 is, then your supercar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now, of course. The game says that it lives up to a racing that's that's realistic. Now, maybe it was just me and, and the settings I had it on. I'm sure you could turn loads of settings on and off your car. But I just found in the R8, it was just so powerful. Maybe I was going too fast. Maybe it was just me, the way I was driving. But that's my driving style, my game style. And it just didn't fit with me, if you know what I mean. I couldn't control the car spinning out constantly. I was crashing into people constantly. And I sort of, at that point, I sort of didn't go back to the game. I just sort of left it there and thought, oh, I'll come back to it. You know, when you sort of get a bit disheartened, you think, oh, I'll play that later on. Yes, uh, it happens a lot. But I will say... When I was in the R8, I, I normally play from like a third-person view from the back of the car, like up up looking down at it. Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, and I always like that because I can see the car, see the crashes, see it's going sideways and stuff yeah. like that. But in this, I found it was so much better being in the cockpit of the car, like in the driver's seat. Oh, it is? Really? Cool. I, I usually use the bumper camera for those games. Yeah, now now this. it and, and I found it was so much easier to drive the car as well. Like when I was looking from outside, it was just really hard to tell when the car was starting to slide and when it was starting to skid and I kept losing control of it. But when I was in the car, I got a much more realistic sense like the back of the car's going because you start looking at the wall, you know, as you're going around a corner. And uh, and the sort of sense of power to like turning sort of ratio was really, really smooth. 
And I did enjoy it, but I just wasn't very good at it, to be honest. And that sort of, for your racing wheel, if that works with it, that would be a really, really good game to play. I Probably think that's the main reason I bought it to um, to play it with my racing wheel. Yeah, they they have put a lot a lot of effort into the into the car into the game. The cars and the graphics on it are amazing. It's like photographic graphics. You know, you can't you can't knock them for any of that. That's probably why the price tag is is so big. But for me personally, for the amount of playtime I played on it, if I was to have bought that for thirty nine ninety nine, I wouldn't have been very happy. You know. Nah, it's gonna be on sale sometime soon, probably. Yeah. But that's Project Cars. Check it out. It is a very, very good game. A lot of in-depth stuff going on there. You know, I only brush the surface with the game. So, you know, check it out for yourselves. It's been out for a while as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's quite an old game now, but it's always a game. It's one of them games where you see it all the time. And it's one of them games you always look at the price tag and go, "Mm, one day. Yeah, one day when it drops. Yep, same here. (laughs) One day I'll play it. You did pay for it though, didn't you, in the end? Yeah, I I paid (laughs) full load for it. But I mean, someday I'm going to play it. Oh, right. (laughs) So did you pay full price for the game? I paid full price for the game. I bought it the day of release. Man. See, if I bought, if I had a game like that that was that expensive and I bought it, I'd have to play it that day. I tried setting up my racing wheel, but oh, there was the a issue. problem, not with the game, but actually in Windows. I said, okay, I'll do this later, and it's still waiting now. Never got to it. <laughs> got sidetracked. I got sidetracked by a lot of other games. But once <laughs> yeah. again, I will play that game 100% for sure. Trust me, I don't know where Hans gets his games from, man. But we shared libraries and he's got a lot of games. I'm going to be busy <laughs> for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sad thing is there's like 90% on my Steam list I haven't played yet. <laughs> Thank is... you very much, Humble Bundle. But no, that's, that's, that's fair enough, though, because you do thoroughly play a game. You really get into the game. You test it right out and you want to know all the ins and outs, you know. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, right, that's my games anyway for uh, this week. On to Glenn, what have you been playing, mate? Blacklight Retribution. I've heard of this game, but I haven't got a clue what it's about. <laughs> I haven't heard of it, and I don't have a clue what it's about, so please enlighten me. Well, basically, it's a futuristic first-person shooter that's um, free to play on Steam. Okay. Um, there's no stories or quests in the game. Uh, it's just an online multiplayer-only shoot-em-up. So it's a bit like Call of Duty? Yeah, I mean, there's... Um... In space. Getting a bit like Call of Duty, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Call I mean, of Duty space him. <laughs> there's different game modes. I mean, you've got, like, your team deathmatch and domination and capture the flag sort of style levels and that. So, uh, yeah, very similar to sort of Call of Duty and that. So um... has, it got, has it got, like, um, uh, unlocks? Like I, I love unlocks. Like unlocking guns, unlocking skins, unlocking all sorts of stuff, or is it microtransaction? No, um, as as you kill players, you you collect um, tokens. Okay. You collect tokens from dead players' bodies, and if any of your teammates die, then you can collect their tokens to prevent the opposing teams from getting them. And you then use these tokens to buy upgrades for the weapons or your armor. Can I stop you one second? Yep. Is there a map on this game? It's a bit like an Aztec sort of map. No. No, it's, it's all, all like futuristic. Because I played a game, and these tokens, the way you're describing this, is describing a game that I... Oh, no, I think the game I was talking about, Severium. Don't know if no, you've heard I of that. I don't know that one, no. That's a free-to-play no, game. Me neither. Oh, it's quite a good game. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm talking rubbish. It's not, <laughs> it's not the game you're talking about. Carry on. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, uh, these tokens, you can um, upgrade weapons and your armour and hardware. You can sort of get rocket launchers, flamethrowers and things. You can add scopes and muzzles and stocks to your guns. So it's quite in-depth. Um, it's a very 
easy game to play. It's a good game if you've only got sort of half hour, an hour to just kill. Each game lasts for about 10 minutes unless the objective's reached beforehand. Okay, oh, that's so good. There's eight players on each team. It's really fast-paced and it's just really easy to play. Is but it, isn't um... there some kind of an imbalance with people that pay for things or you don't notice it at all? There is a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly brilliant at first-person shooting games. Me so neither. I sort of died a lot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you died a lot, but you're still enjoying it. Nah, that's it. But, no, I mean, with these tokens, when you buy these upgrades, they only last 24 hours. Ah, so you have to use them. So you have to use... Well, no, the upgrades that you buy only last 24 hours. Ah, oh, so say you get a new gun, you make the most of that gun for the 24 yeah, hours, and then it's it, gone. Yeah. And then, well, if you don't play it after that twenty-four hours, you go back to you know like level one kind of thing. Oh, cool! You can. And there's no way to to keep the levels on your gun, so to speak. You can pay extra tokens and make it last for up to three days, or but you not, can not permanent. You can do it permanently, but you have to use real money. You don't use in-game ah, coins. That's go. where it comes in. The money. That's where yeah. the money comes in. It's a free download. I was waiting you, for this one. You got to pay money to keep your upgrades. But it's a good way of trying to even the field so you don't sort of have a level one player playing like a level 100 player sort of thing. You know, after 24 hours, everybody's back to zero and it's, it keeps it very even. Unless they paid for it. Unless they paid for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. always people paying for it. What's, what's your general view on these games with mic free games with microtransactions? You mean freemium? Yeah, pretty much. Freemium, yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of a rip-off sometimes. I, honestly, there's only two, well, one, one set of games that I know of which is free-to-play, which is really doing well and which I really enjoy, and that's like the World of Tanks, World of Warship series, you know, World of Planes. Mm. Yeah. They're, the, they're the only ones I find that are really, really fair. You can enjoy playing the game. You don't have to spend the money if you want. They've got a, way, they've got a good way of like level and balance of sort of making you have fun to the point where you've been playing the game for a long time that then you will actually give... You get to the point really where you think, I've played this game so long, I played this, it's such a good game that I deserve to buy them some tokens and give them some money because the game's so good. Yeah, but, but then, you know, you sometimes feel that you're forced to pay money just to progress or to speed things up in the game. Yeah, that's you right. Know, in a lot of those games, you hit like a paywall. Like, this yeah, is but how I've far not... you can go, and then you have to pay money. That's yeah. it, yeah. But with World of Tanks, I didn't find that, because the gameplay is so fun, you're not even thinking about... You're, you are leveling up, but you can level up different tanks all the way through, so you never get to a point where you're like, oh, this... Like, I have got a tank, which is a big jump now, and it, it goes from, like, 3,000 stars I need, which is going to take forever. But then I just play with other tanks, and, and I play with that one every day, and it's just a progression over time. But now this game, what you're talking about, is pretty much in your face. Buy this off us now, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of games sort of always sort of on-screen prompts to, you know, force you to buy yeah. stuff. This, there isn't. It, it, it doesn't sort of force you to buy it. And getting these tokens is so easy. I mean, each game you normally get, I mean, so I'm not very good, but I can get sort of between 150 and 200 tokens a game. And I mean, that's enough straight away to get your first add-on on your gun. Other things are sort of up to sort of two, three thousand tokens, but I mean, you can get sort of top mods after playing like, I don't know, seven or eight games. Yeah, but do you not find though, if you're playing seven or eight games and you're getting a really, really good mod for your gun or a new gun even, and then it's, it's not going to dishearten you with the game knowing it's going to be gone in 24 hours. 
Or does it mean you have to come back before 24 hours and top it up? No, yeah, you just got to top it up. So uh, so you can keep it if you keep coming back. So they got you hooked. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's oh, just... I don't know if I'd like that. No, I know. Like I say, it's it's ideal if you've just got sort of, yeah. I don't know, the odd half hour or an hour to, to I'd find myself at work going, look, sod work, I've got to go home because I'm going to lose my gun. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, actually, I'm yeah, coming in at lunchtime and that going, shit, I need to get on here and get a gun and get some tokens, <laughs> otherwise I'm finished tonight. It's really not too bad to get points, to be honest, in tokens. No? So um, it's it's pretty fair for everyone, I think. So whether, whether you just play it, I don't know, once a week or whether you play it 24 hours a day, I don't think it's going to make a big difference. Cool. Depends on how serious you take it, probably. Yeah, so it's, it's just... Seems you can tell by Glenn's voice how chilled out he is. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I whatever. don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's like a fun 30 minutes and then you're off doing other stuff. Yeah, because I mean, say you haven't got all the quests and all the story to play through and all that. It's, each game's literally 10 minutes and it's just really quick and easy to just pick up and just have a quick shoot and then carry on with your day. Even if yeah. you just play it in your lunch break or something. My cool. boss would be very angry if I did that. <laughs> Depends if you work at home or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that lucky. No, nor am I. <laughs> so right, that's uh, Blacklight Retribution. That's free to play. You said, wasn't it? Yeah, it's free to play yeah, off Steam. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you've been playing? Only Ark, really. But uh, we've been through that already. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. Right, hands on to you. What have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing a lot of games, but most of my time actually went into two quote-unquote older games they're from 2014 assassin's creed unity and the vanishing of ethan carter now i spent most of my time in assassin's creed unity why well i got that game free at my monitor a few months back okay. the starters. but when the game was released uh, it was once again a perfect example of a very bad port like batman you Complete... just seem to get bad luck yeah <laughs> completely unplayable full of bugs even with a high-end graphics card unplayable <laughs> but now one year later it's completely fine it runs solid it runs smooth and it's actually a pretty good game what is the uh, difference with this assassin's creed to all the others well depends if you compare it to black flag black flag was a total different style because you had all these small islands and countries if you want and this one you are back in a city actually you're in paris can I ask it, you a question? Sure. Going back a few, have you played the whole series? No. Oh, where I did, did you not. start? Uh, I started off in Assassin's Creed 2, but I never finished it. Then I played Black Flag, which I'm pretty pissed off about because I was about 90% in the game. Then my PC crashed. And, and I, I was like, okay, well, no problem. Uh, we have the uh, Uplay Cloud or whatever it's called. That game did not save to the cloud. Oh. So I lost all my progress in Black Flag. I was like, yeah, oh my that's god. That's pretty much what I was going to ask you. See, now, I played Assassin's Creed, one of the first ones, and I never really... It must have been a tutorial I was on, where you're on the horse and you're going in for, into the town. I think it was either one or two. The and, first one is in Venice, I think. Yeah, and I never really liked the aspect of the climbing up the buildings and all that, and the stealth side of it. I used to love that. That's the best part of it. Yeah, if you're if that's the way you like the games, then that's, <laughs> that's what you like the game. That's why it's such a popular game. But that for me, it's just something that I didn't really like to keep climbing up the buildings. I didn't just didn't didn't work with me. But when it got to the Black Flag, everybody was going on about how good Black Flag is, and it's a totally different game. 
it is as called Assassin's Creed, but apparently it's got nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. You just you drive a boat around uh, all the islands and you do missions around all the islands. Is well, that that's a totally different not game? entirely correct because in Black Flag you also had to climb buildings, but indeed it was more um, focused on uh, naval missions and stuff. Yeah, see, I think I would like that game. You see. Yeah, it's a good game, but the original Assassin's Creed were all based in one city. Now, for me, you say you don't like the building and climbing aspect. Uh, for me, it's the other way around. What I like the most is actually the historical character of Assassin's Creed. Okay. They're all based in real cities with real historical reference in the game. Like, okay. Uh, for example, in Assassin's Creed Unity, you play in Paris during the French Revolution in 1791. And, like, you can see the revolution going on in the whole city. There's people protesting, there's flags waving, they sing the national anthem sometimes. It's, it's, that's that's what I deep. like about Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. And there's, like, I'm not sure, but I think on the console versions, there's a lot less uh, population in the city. Here, there's, like, literally hundreds and hundreds of people on the same screen. Yeah, and I'm not your... exaggerating this one. It's really Because you've got a graphics people. card, you can turn all your um, settings up. Uh, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> any uh, problem for any graphics card now. But, is, it, um, is that old? Mm, 2014, old, yeah. But a 780 should be able to run it at, at maximum capacity. Okay. At least it should. I'm not 100% sure on this one, by the way. But when it came out, like I said earlier, once again, it was like unplayable. 20 frames a second, dip down to 10 sometimes. Really? Yeah, but now Do it's you know what, Glenn? I like... reckon I reckon all these games are fine, and it's just his computer. Really, he's just lying. He hasn't got that Titan X. He's got yeah, some I old HD so. card. Yeah, um, running Windows Intel, 95. It's Intel dedicated <laughs> graphics. I have dedicated graphics. Oh. You caught me. You caught me here. No, but seriously, there was like a whole um, outrage on the forums of Ubisoft. But apparently, when people buy a Ubisoft game. You know this thing is gonna happen. It's been like that with almost every. It's just game that of Uplay thing that gets me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Uplay. Why also. don't they just get rid of it? No one likes it. Nope. Well, it why doesn't get EA get rid of it? Origin? Is the same discussion. Mm, true. Origin's not that bad as as the. Um, no, actually, Origin's Uplay. not that bad. It's the company that's bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not gonna say that out loud in the podcast because I don't want you to get in trouble. But yeah, uh, back to Assassin's Creed Unity. Like I said, you play in Paris, France in the, the revolutionary era and you have to do all sorts of missions. What happens is the game starts when you're like a kid and your dad gets your dad gets uh, murdered by someone. I don't know who yet because I haven't gotten that far into the game. Yep. And basically at some point in time you're thrown into jail. That's where the main story starts. And you meet another inmate there who's actually part of uh, the Order of Assassins. So okay. you escape together, and he recruits you into the Order of the Assassins. He calls you Pisspot all the way through the game. <laughs> uh, I'm Sounds not, like real life. Yeah, I'm not kidding. He, he calls you Pisspot the whole game. <laughs> so actually pretty funny. It's a completely open world in a city, if that makes any sense. But, like, Paris is really big. I mean, yeah. it takes you about, on foot, about, I think, five minutes to go from one part of the city to the other one. And there's, like, it's filled to the brim with people. Yeah, it's like you said, the detail is really, really in-depth yeah, as well, Yeah, the detail it? is really high. And also, the historical characters in there, they're all relevant to what happened um, in, yeah, in real life. Yeah, I was life. quite intrigued. Because when, when I was at the EGX last week... I actually watched when you was in the queue to get in. They had a massive, massive like cinema screen in the queue. 
and they actually brought up the new Assassin's Creed that's just about to come out. Or yeah, they're, pre-ordered they're making. one. Selling. And that's in London, and the graphics looked amazing. They had, like, Trafalgar Square, and you could tell that they had actually designed this off of the old photos. It was exactly yeah, it's, the same. it's the same with, with Unity. They designed the city like the old city used to be. So you can find yourself looking around the city and actually immersing yourself away from the actual gameplay and just looking around. Yeah, but there's thinking, like, well, also there's, like, tons of side missions you can do. Once again, you got the main story and you've like tons of side missions you can do. Yeah, and see, mostly I get backtracked doing side missions, the Paris stories, yeah, we all... the murder mysteries, uh, whatever. But you never actually get into the game. That's me on Fallout again. <laughs> yeah, Fallout. <laughs> just... I'm so waiting for Fallout. I just find myself, uh, that game I played for so many hundreds of hours and people go, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm just walking around buildings. <laughs> yep, same here. <laughs> just walking around buildings. Just I'll just walk across. Um, there, the mission's over there, so I'm going to go the opposite direction and walk that way and see what happens. And just, wow, there's a building over there. And then I just get like, there's a building. Go in there and I'm just looking at everything, picking up everything. And I just can't get out of it. I just, I don't even care about the game, to be honest. I just, oh yeah. Also, one cool asset to Assassin's Creed Unity is there are certain missions you can do cooperative. So they're on your map. You see a co-op mission, maximum two players, three players, four players. And it actually links you together with other players on the same mission. And you can do the mission together. So can you do that with your friends though? I have no idea, to be honest, because I have, like, zero friends on Uplay. <laughs> He's got no friends. <laughs> no, I'm friendless. Please help me. I'm Billy. so sad. <laughs> but, yeah, so it does sound like, it sounds like quite, you've, you've quite sold it to me. It sounds like uh, I'm going to have to keep looking into Assassin's Creed again. But I think I would start with the Black Flag again before yes, any of the others. Yes, uh, I would recommend if you want to play an Assassin's Creed that is not Assassin's Creed, start with Black Flag. <laughs> Fair enough, that's a good... And good... please, don't lose your save game, it hurts. Uh, I've said before, me and my missus used to play Borderlands, and uh, we had hundreds of hours into the game, and one day I got the ump with the Xbox loading up, it was on Xbox, and uh, I switched the power off, and it, it got rid of her, it corrupted her whole game. Oh my god. <laughs> I had to sit there and play the whole game again, until I got it to level 60. And, then and she was, like, I'm she not was how it mad at you? Very mad. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> But never mind. But yeah, that's Assassin's Creed Unity. Anything else about the game? I don't know how much it is now. It's probably not full price, about I think 20 euros now or something. Yeah, I know they get cheaper. They they go on sale yeah. all the time. Because so the probably... new one is coming out in like a month and a half. It, yeah. uh, it comes out first on console and two weeks later it comes on PC. Yeah, you know what will happen? When a week before that goes on sale, uh, on the game comes out, the new version, this will go on sale probably in a bundle with the rest of them. Yeah, I actually and... pre-ordered the collector's edition for the new one. Yeah, and it'll probably be quite cheap, so it might be worth holding out just to see if you can get that on, on the sales on Steam. Yeah, probably. Because they do go Yeah, but cheap. even you if you buy it on Creed. Steam, you need to go through Uplay. It says so on the Steam store page. Yeah. So there's no escaping Uplay, man. Sorry. Ah, oh, Uplay. Uplay, Uplay, Uplay. Yeah. What? We all know it's doomed to fail at some day. <laughs> it just uh, it winds me up, that thing. Every time I see it come up on a game, I'm just like, oh, here we go. I ain't got time for this. Yeah, <laughs> and it updates so slowly. I'm not... <laughs> but yeah, that's Assassin's Creed Unity. And uh, anything else you've been playing this week? Yes, another little gem I have been playing, also a year old now, but recently came out with a newer version, is The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Now, I think a lot of people know this game. I've heard of this game, and I've yes. heard a lot of people speaking about this game. Yes, the new version that came out is the same as the old one, but on the Unreal 4 engine, so it's graphically even more astonishing. Oh, so there's two versions the same, an old and a yeah, new? Yeah, but if you buy um, the version on Steam, you get the two versions together. So it's, oh, cool. it's a one-package deal. I think it's about 
15 pounds now, I think it is. So the one you're playing now is the newer version. Yeah, the Redux version. But the game is exactly the same, only with a bit more save points, I think it is. Because cool. the old one had very few save points, and that could be very annoying. Yeah. But yeah, what happens in this game is you play as a paranormal investigator. You got contacted by this boy called Ethan Carter. Now, I haven't gotten as far into the story yet to say why or how he's contacted you. So, sorry, I don't know how that happened. Basically, what you do, you start off in a forest with a railroad running through it. And you can see all kinds of clues on the ground. What you can do with your paranormal... Yeah, how do I say this? <laughs> your You've got paranormal... like a sixth sense. Yeah, you got like a sixth sense, yes? That you can use to piece together what happened at that particular spot. So is uh, it like a, one of these click games where you just click everywhere? No, no, it's not one of them click games. You like see a piece of blood on the floor, you go to it, and then your character will start talking. So you have to listen very carefully what he says. There's like six pieces of evidence in one crime scene, let me call it that way. And you have to find all six pieces, listen to it, and then you have to do them in a chronological order. So this piece is number one, the other piece is number two, that piece is number so three. So it's a sort of puzzle. Yeah, it's a little puzzle. And when you have them all correct, you get the movie of what happened there at that spot. Oh, so you so sort you of can unlocking see, you the can, past yeah. pieces of the puzzle as you yeah. go through the game. And you go through the game. But you can't. first of all, you can't die in the game. Let me just make that out clear. There's no uh, way to kill yourself or anything. It's actually more of a visual representation of what the so Unreal 4 like can do. It's progressive. Where... There's a story and you need to find Ethan Carter. You need to find out what happened to Ethan so Carter. Would you go to as far as to say it's a sort of imagine reading a book, but visualizing yeah, it's that a, as it's you go? It's an interactive story. Yeah. That's that's no that's what it is. It's so no it's more a bit than like that. the old school games you used to get. Yes, it is. You can perfectly uh, compare it to that one. What is the graphics like on it? Is it the graphics stunning? are astonishing. This ah, is this one is of what the I've heard best of. graphics I've ever seen. Even my Titan X uh, can't run it at a solid 60 FPS. This is what I heard of before. I heard of a guy talking about uh, at a point in the game, I think, where he goes up a ladder or something. And it's just the graphics are. I don't know if that is that game, but this is the one I think it is. And he said the graphics are absolutely amazing. The way they've done it, it's like yeah. a photograph. Yeah, it's it's actually a visual spectacle through the whole game. You need to wow. play the game just for the graphics. I can't really say a lot more about it, but if you're into good graphics and a really nice story, get that game. Now, on the downside, I think maybe £15 could be a bit much for this game. Does it ever go on sale? Probably. I haven't seen it on sale, but it will go on sale. Now, one thing I have to say about the developers, though, if you go to the Steam forums of the game, those developers are really in touch with the community. If you make a threat, they will reply to it on Steam. Okay. So, that I like. But if you want a fun game for a few hours, really, try it out. Okay, I'll have to have a look at that. I've heard that yeah. the graphics on that are really, really good. Yeah, sometimes, the graphics are amazing. Yeah, sometimes when you get a game that the graphics are that good on, you find yourself playing the game just for the graphics because you're like visually stunned by the game and you just yeah. want to keep it's exploring. Also, it's also, it's a very slow-paced game. It's actually a relaxing game to play. you got the nice graphics. You can look very far into the game. It's, it's really, yeah. Yeah, see, for me, I'm not sure if it'd be my type of game because I find... I'm quite hyper anyway, but I quite I find that a game where it's like uh, I have to think about it and it's very slow paced. I sort of always seem to get bored pretty quick, you know. Yeah, but... that's one thing you might be doing in the Vanishing of Eden Carter. If this is not your type of game, don't play it because it's very slow paced, and you need to think some things through. I mean, you need to really think it through. There's no yeah. clues on where you need to go. You're on your own, totally on your own. 
the game says it in the beginning. This game is a narrative experience and it does not hold your hand. Yeah, so you, you, you're you there on your own. Yeah, you're Get totally on, on your it. own. You need to figure it out all on your own what you need to do. So you've got Google on your second screen then? No, I <laughs> refuse to do to play uh, a game with a walkthrough the first time. <laughs> you know that's how it starts though. You start by playing the game and you go, I'm not going to look at anything. I'm just going to do this all myself. And do you know what? If you do do it yourself, there's a great sense of achievement here at the end yeah. of it. Like, that's, really it's one of my golden rules. I never cheat in games on the first playthrough and I never use a walkthrough. Yeah, the yeah. first playthrough, I'm going to have the whole complete experience. See, oh, that's the same there, as are, there are some exceptions, but I'm re- really stuck. I was like, nope, I need to look at a walkthrough, but it happens rarely. Yeah, but sometimes the game's that good and you can't get that far and you just think, I'm, I'm just killing time now. Yeah, I want to get past this point. I don't but... want to give up on this game. I want to go forward on this game. But I don't want to be a cheat, but if I don't look up this little point that I'm stuck on, I'm going to put the game down. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. That's, that's, I couldn't say it any better. And that's uh, anything else about it? No, not really. Just like I said before, it's a visual spectacle. And anybody that likes great looking games, try The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. The story is also amazing so far, but really try it out. I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, you can play it off my account, I think. Just to see the uh, the graphics on it. Yeah, really. It will, cool. te- it will test your graphics card, but you need to have uh, the Redux version. Yeah. That's on I'll the Unreal look. Engine 4, which is pretty demanding, I heard. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm sure we can handle it and uh, get sure. the graphics out of it. But yeah, that's The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. And that's all of our games this week so far. So pretty much we're on to the community and extras section. Now, first off, you might be getting a bit bored of Ark by now, but our server's still going. The Ark server, Extreme PC UK on Steam, it's called. And we've got a lot of people in there now. And if you didn't know, they've just put out a massive update with like a giant like snow gorilla. You've got new dire... Are they dire wolves? They are, aren't they? I haven't come across them, but they're in there now, yeah. Yeah, you've got like two new biomes of swamps and and snow, and you've got dire wolves. And yeah, there's loads of us on there. Get onto our server. We're having a really, really funny time in there. Yeah, I did my first dinosaurs yesterday. You know, we've got loads of stories which have been happening, which we're only say a couple of them. But the first one is Matt gets a lot of time on the computer compared to us because he's not working at the moment, so he's at home. And he got a new paintbrush in the game. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he's painted Downrange's whole body green. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> seen and that. he painted his whole face green as well. So Downrange came into the game, and obviously in, in that type of game, you don't get a mirror. So we're all like, ah, he's green. But he's also <laughs> painted everything. He's painting everything. It's like he's gone mad of a paintbrush. <clears throat> everything in the game is all random colours. we, we um... got to stop him, man. <laughs> Step away from the brush. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, apart from that, the other things that's been going on in there is we decided that we're going to get six of us together because we've got like a city of us now. Like we've all got our own buildings in the one area in our clan. So if you want to get in our clan, just come on, give us a message and get into our clan with us. Build your area. We'll all help you out and then get into the game. But yeah, we decided that we was going to go for the giant um, broodmother, which is a giant spider. Now, if you haven't seen this spider, just type it into Google, Ark and the broodmother. And I think it's the broodmother, isn't it, the spider? Yeah, sure it is. is. Yeah, it is. And that's just one of the bosses. It's an evil-looking giant spider. So we thought, right, we're going to get this. Now, what you've got to do is you've got to find the caves all over the island. And you've got to get some special artifacts. You need to kill certain dinosaurs and get certain special items. And then you can summon this, this actual big spider and have it out with it, basically. And we thought we'd do that. So, right, we all get on one night. Eight o'clock, everybody's on. 
everybody's got like saved up like 600 arrows each <laughs> yep. and we think right we're gonna go into the cave <laughs> so we get our dinosaurs go over to the cave heading into the cave we get absolutely annihilated by bats scorpions i think matt fell into the lava at that point i was like ah i've had enough of this it was a youtube moment yeah it was very very <laughs> funny moment and uh, it was just crazy but you t did you two come in in the end to the cave or not I got to no. the cave and then I, my internet crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> His internet went down as per usual. As always, but yeah, yeah. The game is really, really good. We're really, really enjoying it. Um, we'd love people to come on and try and kill the bosses before us, you know, or even come and attack us. We just just get into the ARC server, Extreme Peace UK. It's a lot of fun. We're really, really enjoying it. Oh, big and I want to make an honourable mention to myself. I have only died once last week in ARC. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because we've all been around you. We put your house in the middle, so you like it's like you've been put in cotton wool. But you do know that my house is the only one that actually looks like a house, right? <laughs> I, I remember going past your house, and it was a house on one piece of square base. <laughs> I was testing out. I was testing out. <laughs> Downrange actually put a sign in his house and left it there. I like that sign. You tear it down. I smashed it down. <laughs> yeah. Why? My sign. <laughs> but anyway, moving, moving on. That's Ark. And getting to our server is really, really funny. We're having a good time on there. Um, yeah. yeah. Next up, I just want to say a bit about all the community members. Obviously, we have questions for you to, uh, to send in to us and stuff. Also, if you want, you can now send in photographs of to extremepcuk at gmail.com of your builds so take a few pictures of your computer inside you know anything about your setup send us in your specs and what i'm going to do is i'm going to try and do it from ne next week if you notice the live stream because we live stream the uh, show at nine o'clock every thursday if you watch the stream you'll have all the work that i do on there some of the jobs that i get up to and the gaming pcs i fix on one side but i'm going to put a new flash like screen up of all, all of the community's computers. So anybody that wants to show off their computer, their hard work, their pride and joy, just uh, send some pictures to extremepcuk at gmail.com and we'll get that up there and we'll put your specs up. So, uh, yeah, it just Oops. lets everybody know what everybody else has got. We'll put your name on the actual pictures so that you, you, people can see it's your computer. And cool. we'll get a little thing going where we can all see each other's computers because that's quite yep. interesting for me. Yeah, I will send mine in too, but please, please, please don't comment on my cable management. You need to sort the cable management out, dude. Not as bad as mine. Uh, oh, you trust too. me. Trust me. Do you know what? The first thing, it doesn't matter if I get a job for whatever it is, any reason, the first thing I do if I'm with that computer and I open up the side, if them cables look bad, they are getting redone. Yeah, that's what you did to my computer. You know? <laughs> I ain't charging anybody. I'm just doing it for my own self. So perfection. probably if you see my computer, you're going to get a heart attack. I would. I'd, I'd, have, I'd strip the whole thing out. Seriously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whole make power you cry. supply would come out of there. Motherboard would be out. I'd be setting all the cables nicely on the back and the front, and I'd be all, even my zip ties have to be color coded with what's near it. Oh God! Yeah, yeah man, I've got a whole box of zip cords here, which are all loads of different colors, just to fit well, people's my PC's inside is like a parrot that exploded. <laughs> I can just so, see it yeah. now. <laughs> I'll send the pictures a in. Don't parrot worry. that is exploded. <laughs> That's a good description. Well, there's green, red, yellow, some blue, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. <laughs> right, yeah, so that's your pictures. Anyway, you send your pictures in, extremepcuk at gmail.com. We'll get them up. Right, next up is the first time we've actually done this. So we'll see how it goes. But we've got a giveaway, everybody. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right. <laughs> it's a very simple giveaway. 
we've got a copy of Xenonauts to give away. Now, I can't remember which episode it is, but we talk about this game in one of our in one of our podcasts. And basically, it's like an XCOM, but the old school one. Brought up to date. The graphics are still quite old school, but the game has got so much more depth to it. It's got loads of more weapons, loads of more maps, loads of more spaceships. Totally, totally brought into like... Well, I wouldn't say into 2015s, but into the 2000s, maybe. Slightly but modified. it's a wicked yeah, game. It's, it's, yeah, it's a very good game. Yeah, it's a very, very good game. And I don't know the actual price of it. I think it's around £20 a game on Steam at the moment. Yep, so it it's is. a decent game, you know. And uh, yeah, we got a key for it. So we're happy to give it away to one lucky person. All you have to do to get the key is go onto iTunes and give us a rating, basically. Give us an iTunes review. And we will pick next week a random person from the list of people that have actually done it. So if only one person puts a review up, then lucky you, you're getting the game. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, all you've got to do is put an iTunes review up and we'll do the giveaway. It will be next week. Cool. So yeah, all good to see how that goes. Right. Anything you lot would like to say about the community? Any games you want to get into? Anything going on? Once again, I want to try and get into DayZ this week. I know I said I would do it last week, but the finishing of Ethan Carter and Assassin's Creed got in the way. <laughs> Something will get in the way this week. We'll no, try it though. I if promise this week I will buy DayZ. Cool. If anyone is interested, just send us a message as the same as normal on Steam or whatever, and uh, we'll try and set that up as well. But yeah, I might get into a bit of DayZ with you. Glenn's already in there. Yeah, maybe I'm up for DayZ. Maybe a couple of hours in there until I get bored of walking down the same road. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm in all seriousness, for you, the game will be an amazing game because it's all new to you. You really, really will enjoy it. Like, Glenn's... Like, for me, um, if we imagine us on a chart, on a graph chart, I'm right at the top where I've just had enough. Glenn's in the middle where he's, like, just getting there and you're just yeah. going to be starting where you're going to be open Yeah, I'm to looking forward world. to it. Yeah, no, well, you'll enjoy it. Fully enjoy that game. Right. Let's move on. Right, to the questions. Now, we haven't had any questions this week, but we have had some information and some, yeah, just general information, really, which we'd like to get out. So I'm going to read out what we were sent, and we'll go from there, yeah? Yeah, it's sure. pretty much, it's about last week, we were talking about the Titan X needing the 24 gigs of RAM. And basically, we've got a community member called Hogarth, and he's got some ideas and theories of his own, which he thinks is, is the reason why they are saying that from NVIDIA. So we'll just get into it, and I'll read it all the whole thing out, and then you can go from there with what, what you think. Okay, you all ready? Ooh. I'm ready. Right, it says, Hello, my name is Hogarth. I've been playing PC games since about 1984 when King's Quest came out on a single 5.25-inch floppy. I believe it's a Commodore 64 and a Spectrum before that. I've built more PC rigs in my lifetime than I care to imagine. And I spent my time fleeting between PC and console gaming. I work in IT, virtualization, and storage architecture, but I also have a programming in background as well. I'm new to the group and podcast. Welcome. Oh. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> man. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but I listened with some anticipation around the recent question about the 12 gigabyte Titan X needing double the system RAM for it to work at its best. I've Googled the same mismatch of answers. Yeah, which there is a lot of them out there. There's a lot of forums yeah. of people arguing. Yeah. You know? Including ones that I refer to, the system documentation saying 2 to 4 gigabyte, using this as evidence for theory number one below, which he's got a theory, two theories below. Right, here's my theories. First theory. First theory is, it's a typo and it's meant to say recommended 2 to 4 gigabytes. In my experience, the link between the VRAM and the RAM is so far apart, it doesn't make any sense to require double RAM for the VRAM you have. 
RAM is for memories that is running applications and games require. And it says, yes, even games require a decent amount of RAM. VRAM is primarily used for game assets such as textures, models, pipelines, and other such graphics goodness. So first off, we, we totally agree with both of your theories, but and can't actually answer the question yet. Like we said, they are pretty much theories. But the, the email that NVIDIA sent us, which we was really, really disappointed with, was definitely not a typo. He, he really meant what he said. There was uh, The way it was written out, if you could see it, you could see that it wasn't a typo. And we also know that there's a lot of people saying on the internet that it's, it's a typo, which, again, is just all what people are coming up with. I don't think anyone, including us, has got an actual 100% answer. You know, and that's the same with no. you, you 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 haven't come across any... No, I, I googled so many different things before I asked question. There's so many different theories out there. Yeah, right, anyway... The next theory is, number two, VRAM caching. VRAM GDDR5 is faster than RAM, even DDR4. So this is my second theory. Let's take an example. If we ever see a, a game that requires oodle of VRAM, like GTA 5, which can use 11 gigs when using 4K resolution, which I never knew that. Did you know that? That's, no, that will be the no, highest no. game that I've seen. I've seen a game Shadow of Mordor using 7.5 ones in some benchmarks at 4K. Yeah, I've I think the highest seen I've 11. seen is 6. Anyway, it goes using 11 at a 4K resolution, by the way, and the GPU VRAM has been exhausted. That means there's none left. It may want to use normal RAM to cache out unused assets like textures, models, etc. As it's far quicker to get these back from RAM to VRAM than reloading from the SSD HDD to the VRAM. The VRAM is being used as a temporary cache for the VRAM, so it's using that as extra, basically. It's just, just a thought, backup. Yeah, just a thought. Keep up the good work, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. And he's called Hogarth, and he's on Steam, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and Origin uh, as Hogarth and Hogarth UK. Yeah, we totally agree with you. We can't actually come to uh, a valid, perfect explanation. We've read lots of theories as well, and your theory is, is probably the closest to what we've come across, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, it's also in line of what NVIDIA says in the email. Yeah, but still, they won't. Con they, I don't. I don't understand why they won't confirm anything for us. I think because there's not one game out there using the full potential of the Titan or the GT X ninety Ti. Yeah, well, we're just gonna. To be honest, what we're gonna have to do is is wait until the future and see what pans out and what happens. You know. Well, to get to get back to the first topic we had on the show. We're going to get back to Pascal. Pascal is supposed to be 10 times faster, quote unquote, because that's a bit of developer talk, I think. Yeah. But that's that's your theories. Yeah, we're very grateful for you sending them in. You know, we like to hear everybody else's opinion. And you've obviously got a lot of experience in what you do as well. So, you know, it was it, we're grateful you sending that in. It opened up our eyes a little bit and uh, give us some more to think about, really, ain't it? Yeah, yeah thanks definitely. for that one. Thank you. But at the end of the day, we're still all sitting here going, but why? We still, still don't, don't know, know actually. <laughs> <laughs> no one has given a valid explanation on why you would ever need 24 gigs of RAM or even 48 in as a lie. <laughs> it's just one of them things. It's one of them things. You know, we don't have to worry because you're the only one that's got the card. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> once again, from my own benchmark with 16 gigabytes, I never experienced any problems whatsoever. Yeah, surely that means I need 12 gigs of RAM in my computer. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> and I haven't. You don't have 12 gigs of RAM? Nope, I've only got 8. Oh, well. Is it fast RAM? Yep, 8 Dominator Platinum. I think it's running uh, around 2,000. There it you might go. Be on, might be on 1866. I'm not sure. 
at but the moment. Eight gig is still enough for now. It's been ages since I've tinkered with my computer. You know, yeah. when you, I spent like every single day tuning every fine little bit of the BIOS and getting everything on the card perfect. Well, not the graphics card. On the, that was the old cards. Getting everything perfect, and that's it. I've just left it now. Well, if it works, it works. You know, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, like I said before, it's time to get to the DDR4 RAM now. So next thing will be getting that, getting some bigger games out, and then overclocking. Yeah, I think for all of us, uh, the same thing. Next year, DDR4. Yeah, and that's what's to look forward to. Indeed. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Thank you for sending that in. It's much appreciated. If anyone else has got any ideas or just some information to send in, send it in. We'll read it out, you know, have a little discussion about it. And yeah, great. On to the iTunes reviews. Sadly, we've got no iTunes reviews, but I'm hoping next week we'll have loads of iTunes reviews because there's a giveaway and you can all win a great game. Indeed. And yeah. But yeah, the iTunes reviews, just go on to our podcast, Extreme PC UK on um, iTunes and whack us a review on there, really. All you've got to do, it doesn't matter what you write. Obviously, don't write nothing silly. And uh, yeah, you'll be entered into the competition for a random you, selection. You just opened the door there. <laughs> what to make him put silly stuff on yeah, yeah that's it you've said it now silly people won't get the winning <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what it's going to be there it'd probably be all the people that I know that write something silly on there now that's a bit harsh ain't it <laughs> a review is a review be <laughs> either negative silly or positive <laughs> but yeah that's the iTunes reviews get a review on there and get entered into our competition next week for Xenonauts yeah good luck right uh, anything else for you two guys to say anything you want to speak about I'm all good, thanks. You're all yep, good? I'm also done. You're all done, you're all done. Right, I'd just all like good. to say, like I said before, we stream this on Twitch every weekend. Uh, every weekend, I'm talking rubbish. We stream <laughs> it on Twitch every Thursday. Thursday, which is like the weekend, at 9 o'clock UK time. So uh, get onto Extreme PC UK on Twitch. Uh, give us a follow. Always helps us getting more people in there. And it will give you an email when we go live. Also, anyone wants to send any uh, questions in or any information to us or any, any help you need, send it into extremepcuk at gmail.com. I will get back to you straight away as soon as I get an email. I'll always get back to you very quickly. And like we said also before, send your pictures into us of your gaming rigs or your setups and that, your monitors, whatever you want. And I'll get it set up on the new next week. I'll change the way the podcast is on Twitch and uh, we'll have my pictures and your pictures together going through everybody's stuff. So it just gives everybody in the community a chance to see everybody else's stuff, really. Who's got yeah. what? Yeah, looking yes. forward to that one. Apart from that, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye.